0: Hey guys Mubarak Shah here MNACPA and in this episode I want to talk about probably one of the most successful and ultimate equity operator equity partner uh, and basically his operating playbook for value creation all right this is somebody who's been running businesses businesses successfully buying them um, for decades and has not lost money in any deal essentially which is almost impossible but this guy is robert smith he's the founder chairman and ceo of vista equity partners and they're a private investment firm that focuses uh mainly on enterprise software and they manage over 75 plus billion in assets or maybe close to 100 plus and so you know they bought over 500 software companies they're probably on par or you know i'm gonna probably do another episode on constellation software which is probably the only potential competitor in terms of incredible mna you know purchasing a company scaling it doing value creation to expand the multiple and then selling it or, or running it that i can kind of see so you know they have bought five over 500 software companies and they still hold over 70 of them so they flipped the rest of them and they have seventy thousand plus employees uh and their combined revenue essentially of like the holding company or the of the Portfolio companies would make them one of the top five largest enterprise software companies. But ultimately, what Vista is so unique in and who Robert Smith is that I'm going to go into in a second, you know, who is the richest African-American in the U.S. ahead of Oprah, ahead of Kanye, you know, net worth of nine billion plus as of August 2021. And, um, you know, what is so unique about him is that they have a very specific system uh, that they essentially are able to run. And have a ultimate, it was called VSOP, which is Vista's Standard Operating Procedures or Vista Best Practices. Which is a 110 point playbook that basically is their claim to fame or clearly has been successful to help them essentially consistently generate around a 30% rate of return for its investors since its inception. And it has never lost money on a buyout which is insanely unique in the world of boom and bust LBOs. And it's, you know, it has 77 plus billion dollars under management. And so, you know, now that I've talked about that, let's talk about um, a little bit about Robert Smith, right? He is, uh, you know, he went to Cornell University and went to Columbia Business School, kind of really got involved with Goldman in 1994 and as an M&A banker and, was part of the team essentially that helped Apple recruit Steve Jobs back. And basically the way he started to eventually get his initial capital was, you know, through kind of connecting with other business owners and persuading people and founders to buy other software companies. Um, and so the, he has a very interesting kind of background, but I, I want to talk more specifically today about the significance of you know what is the vista standard operating procedures right it's what vista is known for it's a closely guarded secret you know it is you know the best practices each kind of run three to 10 pages with you know specific ideas you know and unfortunately they're stored in a password protected online library and only the top executives of portfolio companies get access to sex sections that they need to know about. So it goes into exhaustive detail about things like contact, contract administration, um, steps needed to make sure the company is being paid for all the code or services that its customers uses. Just very amazing uh, playbook. And so essentially what do we want to talk, do is talk about what do what is involved in that playbook because we don't have access to the direct one but we do know based on looking at all of the different acquisitions that vista has done in the past they seem to have a successful playbook and so after analyzing about 500 of those deals we are able to take a look at what exactly is the type of value creation that is done all right and so first you know which might seem pretty obvious is cost cutting right you need to cut back on wages you need to come back on certain employees and depending on the size of the company right it might be easier for the type of deals that vista buys um you know when they buy a deal typically the operating margins of the company is maybe around 20 percent when vista buys it but then after it implements its kind of best practices four to five years later Profitability is pretty much at, at 50%. And so, you know, Vista ends up doubling the EBITDA of its companies within five years. And that really makes a big difference because it ena- enables Visa Vista sorry, to recapitalize, add more debt, and then pay back dividends to its investors. All right. And so one of the things that I think is important to see here is that there is a rule of 40 that software and SaaS companies maintain, which is a software company's combined growth rate and profit margin should exceed 40%, right? And that is kind of, you know, it's used as a metric to evaluate a SaaS company's operating performance, right? So like the sum of the revenue growth rate and the profitability margin should be higher than 40% because the rule essentially applies that for a healthy SaaS company, there's obviously a trade-off between growth and profitability, and that you can trade one for the other as long as you're maintaining that rule of 40 formula, and it's very significant. It's something that's used as a core in understanding these. And so, I want to try to talk a little bit more though about you know certain rules for also potential buyers and and you know companies or bu- industries outside of software itself. And so one of the other things that Vista does very well is it kind of shifts an incredible focus onto product development. And that's obviously something that sometimes gets looked over because a lot of the time the CEO ends up being either like a just a coder or like a salesperson, right? Those are usually, you know, obviously there's a, a bunch in between, but I would say that the majority of CEOs, founders, buyers end up having that type of skill set. Um, or, of course, they have a true traditional kind of private equity, M&A, finance background. But that is something that really stands out as, is having that shift into product development. Now, obviously, there's a certain formula before Vista even buys a company. And so what they evaluate is they use the terminology mission-critical. So they have to make sure that they only purchase companies that are mission critical and whether The company itself has control over what it calls calls. It's like critical factors for success and so that's what makes Vista confident that they're open to wanting to buy that certain company so the most important thing is that does the company or business provide a real sustainable value to the customers that they're serving like if your company went out of business tomorrow, would the user of the software really care, right? Does it really affect them? And that's really something so important that needs to be understood when you're looking at a company is that is it a need to have or a nice to have, all right? Because nice to haves, especially now, as you can see in this environment, as companies go bankrupt, you know, obviously there's a multitude of reasons and sometimes things are out of our control, like the whole SVB, Signature Bank, whatever crazy stuff going on there right? Unfortunately, that's not in our control. But companies that unfortunately are having massive layoffs or going out of business today, and will be for the next 18 months or so, they probably fit into somewhat of a bucket of an unfortunate, you know, nice to have versus a need to have. And so those are the first things that a company will cut when it starts trying to be, you know, mindful of their budgeting. And so that ends up being the problem of of understanding what is an actual good software company and what does it do and so you know examples of companies that vistas purchased uh trans which is a payments processing software maker uh you know they bought it for 1.5 billion in 2014 and then they sold it for 2.35 billion in just over a year basically tripling vista's initial money because of the leverage that they used right they've bought uh, tipco software solera holdings power school cvent Um, So just all these softwares across these different industries, right? PowerSchool is an education management software bought for $350 million. Cvent is a software for managing and planning corporate events. Marketo is a giant and cloud-based marketing automation software. It was purchased in 2016 for $1.8 billion. Uh, Ping Identity is an identity security software. Finastra is a risk management software. So they have a multitude of different businesses and their only strategy is acquisition. They do not launch new businesses. And founders typically sell to Vista because Robert, the CEO, the founder, the kind of spokesperson for Vista equity, right? Like the Elon Musk of Tesla, Robert Smith is that for Vista equity. He says it's because Vista enhances the value of not only the business from a financial perspective, but it ends up creating a business that actually is much more durable and one that's more reliable to the customer base, provides more value, and has the potential to be around for decades, right? So this combined with, you know, Vista has something crazy, which is like an internal consulting group. Um, they basically have an in-house McKinsey, has over 100 plus employees, and it, it essentially helps these founders grow and scale and upgrade themselves to the next level, right? And so, you know, Vista Equity, even in these larger scale, they typically hold for close to about five to six years. You know, Blackstone, for example, exits within usually 5.7 years. Um, and so that's kind of the area that we're at. So, you know, how connected are businesses in Vista Equity? First of all, what they have is they have monthly meetings held across their portfolio companies to cross-pollinate best practices, right? So, you know, this is kind of more for the owners of hold coals or stuff, but you have to think about this if you're trying to kind of create this type of structure because, you know, whether you're doing bolt-on acquisitions, buying other software companies, whatever you're doing, you need to have a formula to kind of continue this growing process. And so, as always, for any real founder, any real CEO, they know that the issue always comes into hiring. And when Vista buys a company, all employees and recruits are required to actually take a personality and aptitude test. So it's an hour-long test. It assesses technical and social skills and basically gauges analytical and leadership potential. And it aims to determine which people are suited to which jobs. So like, you know, if you kind of make it very super general, salespeople being extroverted, software developers introverted, Things like that. And it's important because it really ends up allowing them to understand more of a basis of their worker base. So that way they know how people should run, you know, and what their career trajectories will look like. But Vista Equity also focuses very significantly on developing their employees, right? As boot camps that train employees, and not just for like a two-week training or anything like that. They run for six to nine months and so they really give almost like what they refer to as like nano degrees in certain areas so that way they understand you know the people understand and have the ability and really end up going to the kind of the next level overall Um, and so you know the the key thing for any potential bootstrapping or, or growth is really understanding that you're covering a few factors one you need to have a mission critical product right? You need to have ideally some type of amazing customer service. Like you see people like Amazon, Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, always talking about the customer, serving the customer, talking to users, really understanding what is the niche and product or service that they're looking for. Um, And then really figuring out a proper marketing or customer acquisition growth strategy, right? Whether you're going to be using a remote team, it's really about getting that edge. All right? So whether you're getting that remote team to be able to get ahead or you're going to be surveying customers, right? You're going to be investing in SEO. You're going to be changing the pricing. It's it's figuring out what is your secret blueprint to grow your company and where can you actually get that niche for growth. All right. That is the most important part of being able to grow and scale your acquisition because you know obviously searching is super difficult but then after you've done the searching now what you need to do is actually run the business and create the value so that way you get the value for your sale so hopefully that makes sense as always i make this content for you guys so please reach out to me at mshaw at com or text me at 516-417-4941 hope to hear from you guys soon take care